Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by the HockeyThinkTank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. We are just Jeffrey, the Jehu Man Lavecchio himself. And myself, and we are going to talk all about how to start the season off hot. And so we know that the season is coming up for everybody. The youth season is really coming up hot here and followed by juniors, followed by college, followed by professional. And it's just a really, really, really fun and exciting time of the year. So we thought we would go through how to have a great start to the season. And uh, before we do get over to all that stuff, though. Let's bring on the talent of the podcast, the one Jehu Jeffrey Lavecchio, who seems to be sending an Instagram right now as he was just taking, hopefully just a picture and not a video of me doing it. And uh, Vex, what's going on today, buddy? How much, brother? I'm, uh, I was loving your intro there. I thought you were going to say, allow myself to introduce <laughs> myself. Myself. <laughs> anybody, anybody, anybody. Austin Powers, let's go. Uh Dude, having a great day. Uh, my pro group has a deload week right now, so I set up a little pickleball tourney about 10 minutes down the road from my gym, uh, literally basically across the street from where I live, my house. So I met the boys out there after my first session with all the college guys and had a nice little pickleball tourney. It was uh, Who unreal. Won? Who won? Um, I, I left early to go buy all the boys' smoothies. Um, they were skating right after that, the pickleball tourney. So uh, because we had even numbers, I didn't get to play, um, which is fine by me this time of summer. I need all the energy I can can save up. So I watched, and then uh, I went, grabbed them smoothies so that when they got to the rink, they had smoothies waiting for them before they got on the ice. So I don't Thank know you. who won, but I'll tell you what, bro. Customer service. That's what it's all about, baby. Treat my guys right. Dobis is gross. He's been talking a lot of smack in the gym about his pickle skill. And let me tell you, this guy can tickle a pickle. He is unbelievable <laughs> at pickleball. I will give it to him. He 100% lived up to his own hype. He's really good at pickle. He's Mr. Pickle. I'm going to so. need a second. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to, I'm going to make sure I tell him to listen to this. One. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, that's Jakob Dobish who we had on, what was that? Like four or five episodes ago. It was pretty recent, right? Yeah, it was right before or right after dev camp. So yeah, probably three or four episodes ago. There we go. Speaking of Canadians and dev camp, I had a great conversation with the big cat, Adam Nicholas today. Oh yeah. Dude, that guy's so smart. He just gives me life and energy and, I love that guy. He just, how's, how's he he doing? just sees the game in a different way too. I mean, yeah. he gets into the nitty gritty and uh, yeah, he's the man. So um, good stuff. I'm coming off a pretty good uh, last couple of days. I was actually in Montreal 
Quebec, Canada. Uh, a lot of French speakers up there. And it was awesome, man. I got to work with um, a youth program up there, Lac St. Louis, who is like arguably one of the top programs like in North America. Like they churn out high level hockey players every single year. And so I got to go in there and speak with their guys, speak with their parents. Uh, went up there with Ryan Ward, who is the GM, or not the GM, the head coach of Youngstown, who just won the USHL championship. Uh, him and I go back a couple of years. He's just unbelievable at what he does too. And so it's great to reconnect with him, learn a lot from just a, a really, really awesome program. Got to sit down and have dinner with, uh, you know, some of their top brass and, and coaches and stuff. And man, it's just like really, really cool to collaborate and and just learn from people who do a really good job, you know? Yeah, dude, that's so cool. What did you do up there? So we went up and had dinner. And then the next day we kind of like just spoke to their their group and talked about, I did a lot of my team building stuff and talked about, especially like the resiliency side of things, talked about relationships and how important they are to building a team culture. And particularly at that age, like for kids who are like Bantam midget age, like who you surround yourself with is really, really important right? Everything. And so it's so funny because when I start talking about relationships, the first thing that I say is like, as a, as somebody who has seen a lot of kids <laughs> from 15 to 20 and going through their, their college, trying to get to college hockey or trying to get to pro hockey journey. Um, what I tell them is if you put me in a room with your five best friends, the five people that you interact with the most, I will be able to tell you with almost a hundred percent certainty if you're going to reach your dreams and goals or not. And then I like, and then I'm going to say that again. If you put me in a room with your five best friends, the five people that you hang out with the most, I will be able to tell you with almost a hundred percent certainty if you are going to reach your goals and dreams or not. I am such a big believer in that man. And like it's some of the biggest choices, like for all the kids that are listening to this right now, some of the most important choices that you are going to make in your next two, three, four, five years is who your friends are. Like I know you, both of us had to lose some friends, you know, not bad dudes, like not bad guys, people who were a lot of fun, <laughs> but just like people who were going down a path that if I followed them down that path, you know, I wasn't going to be as committed to my dream as if I had to lose them. Right. So like, man, choosing your friends is everything. Absolutely everything. I mean, it's so, it's important at every age, but especially for like kids who are just getting into that age where hockey's becoming really important and like dreams are becoming and goals are becoming a little bit more closer to being attainable from an age standpoint and you're in high school or whatever, like, man, it's just, dude, it's everything. Yeah, I think this is one of the main reasons that I have so much success with getting players in the right headspace to start their season, getting them in better shape, getting them results, uh, helping them put in the work that then earns their own confidence to believe in themselves that they can play well on a consistent basis. It's because of the culture in my gym that I've created and I foster daily and the guys themselves, even my youngest group, oldest group, doesn't matter. They bring it every day and they hold each other accountable. They're with each other for two hours, four days a week, every single week, all summer long. And over 11 going on 12 years of me working with amateurs, 15 with pros, I've seen like 
the massive difference of guys who step outside that and like leave the group and like kind of what happens to them and the choices they make and guys who I thought were maybe, you know, like a little bit of shitheads before they came to my gym. And I didn't know if I wanted to let them in and train them. And after meeting them, I'll, I'll go through like, this is what I expect if you're going to train in my gym with my guys all off season. And then to see the shift happen and, and see what they were doing before and then what they're doing when they're around the guys with, you know, the same mindset, the same goals, the same mentality. What Tof is saying here, guys, is so massively effing important. It's insane. Me doing this for, you know, 12 years. I've seen the guys who have shithead friends and where that leads them versus the guys who stick around the guys with the same goals and live the same way and stuff like that. It, it, it's so night and day what Tof is saying. It's actually insane. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's like a major emphasis in all of these team talks that I do. And the other analogy that I give is I'm not going to name names here, but like I talk about, and I don't do this in my team building stuff, but I, I actually like put up a hockey DB account of two different people who I know very, very well two like very high achieving people in youth hockey. <laughs> and then I put one's hockey DB account up on one side, one hockey DB account on the other side, one played zero NHL games. The other one played over 1100. And I tell them like, guys, like these two people come from very similar places in terms of like their hockey talent and just their potential and all of that. One person, because I know them really well, decided to surround themselves with the wrong people. <laughs> one person decided to surround themselves with the right people. And it ends up based on their salaries and earnings an $86 million difference. And in my opinion, it's because of the people that they surrounded themselves with. And so it's just like, it, it's just a reminder of how unbelievably important that is. Like, and, and I think we should be talking to kids about that all the time, all the time, all the time, who are your friends, who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, like Kobe Bryant, um, he called it edit your life. You should always be editing your life and you should always be reflecting about you know, your process and who's around you and how you can be better, what you need to add, what you need to subtract. And I just, I couldn't agree more, man. Just, and the most important part of that edit is the people. Dude, I love it. Love it. This Woo. is the people. Okay. So we are going to talk about how to have a strong start to the season here. And uh, I think I'm going to go about it more from like a coach's perspective and Vex, you're going to go about it a little bit more from like a player's perspective and how they can prepare themselves for the season. And before we do that, we do have some people to thank first. So I want to thank Gelstix, our title sponsor, G-E-L-S-T-X.com. Go there for unbelievable weighted training sticks. Uh, pro teams use them. Junior teams use them. The national development team pro uh, program uses them. Vex uses them in the GYM gym. And so unbelievable. Go there, use the coupon code think tank one word, and you will get a discount on your weighted training sticks. Thanks. Want to thank Train Heroic. That is the unbelievable training app that houses all of my training for thousands of players across the world. Uh, just had a call with an NAHL junior A team yesterday who's interested in having me work with them this year. I um, think that's going to happen as well as all the other junior teams. Guys have won five championships 
in three seasons with just junior teams, not talking about anybody else, not a big deal. Okay. I can help your guys train smarter, which means they stay strong. They have less injuries. They have more energy come playoff time. Literally I can help with that. Okay. So if you're a team organization, doesn't matter what age or skill level, if you want to help your players help themselves be better on the ice, let me train them off the ice, reach out to me, DM me, fax me, pigeon, whatever. I don't care. I also want to thank Cured Nutrition. That's a CBD company that I use. They are unbelievable. I take their stuff literally twice a day, every single day. If you want to know the how, what, why, when, all that stuff of CBD, please don't be afraid to reach out to me. Uh, It's not some kind of crazy drug. Uh, So much science behind it. So don't be afraid to reach out to me. If you want to try any of their stuff, go to curednutrition.com and use my discount code GMBM. There we go. And thank you to icehockeysystems.com. The best website out there for all your coaching education needs. We have teamed up with them to do an associations platform where you can get this for every single coach in your organization. And the benefit to that is now you can share drills with each other. You can share practice plans with each other. You can share whiteboard explanations of system structure type stuff with each other. Um, And it's all just so unbelievably easy to use. It's just such a great resources for all the coaches out there to be able to uh, get better. Um, share things with other coaches within their organization and just share ideas. And uh, at the end of the day, it's just going to rise all boats. Uh, They also have access to the hockey think tank parent survival guide. So if you do this associations platform, all of the parents get that as well. Nice little perk, less tough conversations with the coaches, less tough conversations with the hockey directors because parents are much more informed about what it means to be a hockey parent. Um, so go to icehockeysystems.com, look up the associations tab today. And thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our amazing listeners as well. We so appreciate everything that you guys do for us. Um, we are really, really, really excited. We got some new, fun, cool things coming that we're going to start to roll out here over the next month or so. Um, and we're just really excited to to continue to grow this thing and reach more households, reach more parents, reach more coaches, reach more players. And so if you can't help us to do that, please, please, please leave us a rating or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to these podcasts. And it just goes a really, really long way to people seeing that and be like, whoa, a lot of people listen to this hockey think tank thing. I probably should too. So uh, we would really appreciate that. And uh, we so appreciate your support. Looking forward to having a great episode tonight. So Vex, you ready to rock and roll, dude? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hot starts, baby. Get it off to a hot start. Let's get it. Hot start. Hot start. We're getting off to a hot start here. So obviously the start of the season is coming up here right around the corner. Might be right, right, right around the corner for some of you youth hockey people. Might be a little bit right around the corner for some of the older players. But at the end of the day, this is such an exciting time of year. The mid to end of August, man, it's like been away from the rink a little bit. Like, let's freaking get her going. Everybody's in their, you know, their jerseys and everybody's in the same equipment and you're doing your team bonding. You're doing all all that kind of stuff. So um, just such an exciting time of year. Let's start it off with you, Vex. We're going to talk from a player's 
perspective. You are a strength coach. Let's say you are a coach or no, let's say you are a player and you've just put a ton of work in the gym, ton of work in the gym over the summer. What are you telling those players that's put in the work over the summer as they're entering into their training camp, as they're entering into the start of their season? Uh, first and foremost, everything starts in the mind and the best time to plant a tree is today. The, the, or the, so the first best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. Second best time is today, right? The same thing goes with the off season. You earn your confidence to start the season by putting in the work. Like that's how you go into a season confident. You start a season off hot by starting out with confidence. So reverse engineer that. How do you get confidence? You put in the friggin' work guys. All right. So if you put in the work now, also remind yourself of that. There's nothing wrong with telling yourself, reminding yourself, writing it down, looking at yourself and talking in the mirror. Like I got up every single day and did my workouts. I trained all off season. I shot X amount of pucks per day or per week or whatever. I did some power skating lessons. I did this. I remind yourself of that. Because when you look around the locker room that first day, there's definitely going to be guys in there who didn't put in as much work as you. So by you just acknowledging that, it gives you this feeling, this good feeling, like you did the right stuff. Now, does that mean you're automatically better than that guy? No, but the goal is to get off to a hot start and, and getting yourself in a great headspace for me is where it all starts. And obviously that's, that's preceded by actually doing the work. So considering and hoping that you put in the work, tell yourself that remind yourself that, you know, look around the room, puff your chest up, you put on some muscle this summer, like hell yes. Remind yourself of that work and let that fuel you to have good energy going into that first practice. Absolutely. And I'll, I'm going to take that, flip it and reverse it. Like oh, Missy Elliott. Flip it and reverse it. <laughs> um, so there are going to be kids that are listening to this right now that are like, eh, I probably, probably didn't uh, maybe put in the work that I should have this summer, but it goes back to your like plant a tree analogy of like right. the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. So like in what we're talking about right now, the best time to start your off season program was in the beginning of the off season. But if you didn't, you're obviously going to be a little bit behind, but that doesn't mean you can't start today. Right. So you're probably not going to be as confident going in. However, like let's start that today. You know, like now it's, it's time you have to make the choice. You have to make the decision to plant that tree and find that dog, you know, <laughs> be the first guy on the ice for practice, be the last guy off the ice for practice. Yeah. Every single time, every single time you're on the ice for the next month, because you Instant know confidence builder, Instant because, confidence builder. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, like if you didn't put in the work, you know, you didn't put in the work and confidence goes both ways, right? It goes freaking both ways, everybody. If you put in the work, it can gain that confidence. And then when you don't put in the work, you know, you know, you here's didn't a, give it everything. Here's a simple one. And I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's been a long time. Like something else I would do to get extra reps when you're older, uh, goalies need to be warmed up. They take warm up shots when they get out on the ice after they move around for a little bit. So while everybody else is skating around, be the guy who always warms up the goalies. Cause guess what? You just got 50 extra shots in practice. 
All right. 50 extra shots. If you practice two times a week, that's a hundred extra shots on the ice that you got compared to anybody else on your team. What if you practice three or four times a week, right? Like little things like that. And then telling yourself, well, I got a hundred shots more than everybody else in the last two days. You know, that's just at the rink and that type of stuff also are ways to hack your mind, to build confidence within yourself but you got to do that work. You got to be the first guy on the ice. You got to go to the goalies and say, Hey, can I warm you up? Or after practice, Hey, can I walk the blue line and take 10 shots real quick? Like whatever it is, like those are those little details where today it might not seem like a huge deal, but if you do it every practice over the course of this month or the first half of the season, now you just got hundreds of touches better. It matters. Yeah. What's the saying that you just, what was it like three or four weeks ago that I, talked about on this podcast Bro, that you were like let me turn let me turn my turn my computer around it's on my board over there it. i don't know if you could see it in the red I writing can't. over there but it says reps removed out and i figured out where i got it from actually too oh, so i quoted was, you to the boys <laughs> that's okay um it was chris paul so chris paul who is going to be a hall of fame basketball player um he was on a podcast with Dak shepherd that i listened to and um it was unreal man reps removed out so if you're not confident like you got some doubt, put in the reps. Put reps removed out, man. So reps true. Build confidence, man. Yeah. Doesn't matter what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Actually, oh man. So Alex Hormozzi, mm-hmm. who is a guy that I know that you um hold in high regard. I do too. Yeah. Like I follow all of his stuff and everything. And he talks about don't build uh don't build confidence, build evidence. Mm, that's a great, that's a great. Right? So it's it's not building confidence. It's building evidence, building evidence. And what's that? That's the reps. It's the evidence that you put in the work. And Mm. that's, that's what actually builds confidence. I'll get you the actual quote. I like, I wrote it down somewhere. I I know he says like all the people that are, you know, like looking in the mirror and telling themselves that they're confident. Like, why don't you just do the work? It's like, exactly. Put in the work, which then builds the confidence instead of just saying words to yourself. Yeah. Here it is. Put in that work. I just found it on my phone. It says, don't build confidence, build evidence. Confidence comes as a result of evidence, not the other way around. Love it. Right. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool. And again, this goes like, this is just another conversation. Who are you following on social media? Yeah. Right. Who are you following on social media? Like the people that I follow on social media are like, these kinds of people that just like spit out this knowledge that's just going to make me better at what I do. Um, aside from like the players that I coach and yada, yada, yada. But like, um, I don't know, man. I just get so every now and again, like political stuff comes up on my Twitter or whatever. And I like try so hard to make sure that like the algorithms take that stuff away from me seeing it, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and because that stuff just makes me angry and it makes me just like feel bad. Um, when you see all of that, it's just like, no, I want, I want to use my social media to like make myself feel better and <laughs> make me learn something and things. So yeah, just a, a tangent, but an important tangent. I feel like. No, it's such an important tangent. And you know, I tell, I tell my guys like, you know, I see, you know, who they're talking about on social media and stuff. And I say it on the podcast all the time and I say it in a funny way, but I want the kids to remember it. And you know, like your social media should be like nine. 5% like ways to get better in any 
arena of life and anything you want to be better at. You want to speak a, a new, a new language. Okay. Like follow somebody who's every day dropping a new word and you can learn from it. There's somebody out there doing it. You want to be better at hockey, follow trainers at Jeff Levecchio, follow coaches, you know, at hockey think tank, that's Topher's follow podcast at hockey think tank podcast, follow anybody, nutritionist, like whatever mindset coaches that are going to help you be better at hockey, whatever arena in life. And then that extra 5%, 2%, that's, you know, chicks or whatever you're looking at. I don't know what you guys are looking at now, but like, it shouldn't be inverted. You shouldn't be just like looking at like butts and girls in bathing suits and all this stupid, ridiculous shit that's out there. That's just making TikTok dances. Ew, stop it. We're making people dumber. Don't be one of those people that falls victim to that. Use it in a way that elevates you and your game. Hit a little hot button topic there for you. Yeah, those TikTok dances kill me, bro. <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what is happening? Hey, some people would say that they're just making people happy. No, yeah, and dumber. And dumber. <laughs> and dumber. Gotcha. Okay, so I think basis thesis of this last little bit, reps removed out, man. Reps removed out start if you haven't started the work yet started now but if you have done the work throughout the summer you should be coming in because you built that evidence i got one more thing to talk about topic of social media let's go you didn't happen to see what happened this weekend i went off on a troll you must have missed it yeah i did what was it again Oh, somebody was saying something about your workouts or something like that. Uh, it was a, like a video and he was, he was just being an absolute idiot. And I literally, it was like, he wouldn't stop. And he's like, so wrong about like why you train like your foot and stuff like that. And you know, Oh yes. I do remember young that. coach, you know, whatever. And just like, wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop. And I kept just being like, like, come on, like, stop, dude, stop. And then finally he's like, all right, bro. You're 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 a better coach than me. You're stronger than me. Your workouts are better than mine. I'll give you, and I got it up to as I got more and more angry. I said, I'll give you a thousand dollars just to show up and get on the ice with me. And I'll give you ten thousand dollars if you beat me in a one-on-one game. But you have to sign a waiver that whatever happens on the ice, I'm not liable for. And when I win, you have to kiss both of my big toes because there's a video about the big toe. <laughs> You are such a beauty. <laughs> That's what it got to. But anyways, don't be a troll on social media, guys. All right. Don't be that person. It's only going to drag you down by putting other negative things out there. You don't get anything nice to say. Punch yourself in the face and turn Instagram off. PSA. And you, and you might have to kiss Jeffrey's big toe. Which <laughs> nobody wants to do that. That's disgusting. Vinny Barra loved it, though. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Yeah. Uh, okay. So through with that, my turn. No, actually, here's an office thing. My, my, my turn. Yes. My turn. <laughs> yeah. Christmas party episode. Unbelievable. Yes. Uh, so I think one of the biggest things as a coach that you can do at the beginning of the season is have some sort of like come together outing. So what we have done a lot with a lot of my teams, you do like a camping trip <laughs> yeah. um, and it doesn't have to be like a weekend log. It just be like a one day thing. You don't have to do a camping trip where everybody goes out, but you could do something bowling, something, something or that just kind of, kind of gets everybody where you're not really thinking about hockey, but you're just allowing the people to bond. Um, so doing something like informal like that, just to get guys like 
to get to know each other, have some fun, create some competitions. Competition always brings out the best of everybody in um in in those kinds of situations. So like doing something away from the rink that allows the players to get to know each other, bond, have fun, no stress, like it's not like uh you know, one of those types of outings. I think you also should do that too. I think every coach should have some sort of um, whether it's a meeting or something like that, where you're setting the tone and you're setting the standard for what this year is going to be like that preseason talk is so incredibly important to lay the groundwork for what this year is going to look like. And what I mean by that is like, how are we going to act? Who are we going to be? What is our identity going to be? I think identity is one of the most important things, if not the most important thing that you can hammer with your players at the beginning of the season. And one of the things that we did when I was a midget coach at Windy City is we actually made an identity board. So we put like I made this list of like all these values and everybody had to kind of choose their values. And then we as a group took all those values, talked about them, why they were important, what they were, how they can help us win. And we came up with like five, like five values. So it was like, I can't remember exactly what it was like. One of them was discipline. One of them was family. One of them was compete. And I can't remember what the other two were, but we had five words. That was our identity of who we were going to be as a group. And I actually posted them on a board. Like I made this graphic and this, or actually they made the graphic and I put it on a big whiteboard and we actually carried it with us to all of our tournaments, all of our games and everything like that. And then as a coach, like those are the five words that you should be using the most throughout the year, like talking it. about them all the time, all the time, like showing whether it's in video or just in your conversations, meetings with the guys or the girls, like talking about those, like we were great as a family here, not so much great as a family here. Well, compete is one of our most important things and we're not doing it right now. Guys, you said this is your thing, like involve them in the, like the forming of the identity of their group, because every, every group is different too. Every year is different. Every group is different. Every dynamic is different. And so I just think like, really honing in on your identity as a group is so important. Can you give me any examples of things to do like with a, let's say like a Bantam midget team in terms of like for this, you know, team outing before and like, what are some good ideas? The more informal like, one or like the more, yeah, like, one? like not the camping one, like, like just somebody wants, somebody's listening and they're like, I want to do something with my team. We can't go on a camping trip. Like what, what are you doing with like a midget team or like a Bantam team or something? Yeah. I mean, something informal that the boys or the girls would just have a lot of fun with a scavenger hunt, you know, something like that where you got to go around and you make it like a little bit of a competition. Um, you could do like a charity event where we're going to go feed the homeless or we're going to go hang out at a school for kids with special needs or something like that. Just something that like no pressure kind of like where they can just bond, maybe get a little bit of perspective um, and just, just have fun with each other. You know what I mean? Pool party, pool party, hundred percent pool party, be something like that. Um, street hockey tournament, knee hockey tournament at somebody's Ooh, house. Love those. It, just like little things like that for the younger kids or for the older kids, just something parents, to kind of kick the year off. Parents involved. Yeah, absolutely. Parents are probably boozing, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you listen to, to, to and I's podcast often, 
he's talked about, you know, one of the best experiences he had in hockey was when he won the national championship when he was like 13 years old or something. Um, and I got to be around that team from somebody who was out of town, at least a decent amount. And I was always like enamored at like how the parents and all the players, it was like a huge family, like actually what you see in movies about sports teams. And there was no coincidence at all to me that they waxed every team they played like 50 to nothing and won the national championship by like eight goals. Like everybody was a part of everything. Everybody was cheering for everybody else's kid. The parents were a part of it. Like it was, it was electric. It was unbelievable. Like to me, as somebody who was barely around them, Toast just my cousin who lives in a different city. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Like, I wish my team had this, you know? So not only is it going to help the players have a better start, which this episode's about, it's also going to have help them have a better experience in youth sports. hundred percent. And I will say, so like, I was going to get into this later, but since we're talking about it right now, that meeting, that more formal meeting that you have with your players where you set the groundwork and, and, you know, set the standards and things like that. Um, you need to have that exact same meeting with the parents have to have that exact, like your preseason parent meeting as a coach is one of the most important things that you can do. And so again, you're sending the groundwork, you're, you're laying out the foundation of what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And that season that you were talking about, dude, like it didn't start that way. It was not even close to starting that way because how that team came together was, it was kind of like the best players on one team and the best players on another team in town all kind of got together on one team. And so there was like some bad blood between those two groups. There was some ego, like there was some, you know, it was, it wasn't great to start. And I give my parents a ton of credit. So my mom, um, was, was slash is the best team manager ever. And so like, even as I was doing this hockey think tank thing, and you know, I'm going to be working with a lot of youth organizations coming up. And uh, like, I asked her, like, what did you do as a team manager to like foster the cultures. Cause it was like that every year, whether it was that team or other teams, like our parents all got along, like there never really was a ton of issues, at least like through the year, maybe at the beginning. And so she had basically two answers to that question. Like, cause I think a parent culture is just as important to a youth team as the player's culture. Right. And so I asked her like, how do you foster like a great culture within the parents? She said two things. Number one, you give everybody a job. So everybody feels like they're contributing. Every, everybody feels like they're a part of it. And so what are those could be? It could be a lot of different things. You can have a social coordinator. So somebody that kind of like comes up with party and social ideas for the team throughout the year. You can have somebody that's the coordinator of team meals on the road. So they make sure that when they go to restaurants, you have a, you know, um, a room for the team or you have a, a space for the team and the waiter and everybody knows that the kids are going to order by their number. So they give the number and then the player gives the number and that's where the check goes to just like little things like that. You can have the person who's going to do the score box, who loves to be in the score box or doing the penalty kill door, who loves to do the team stats, who's going to do the team video. Like there's so many different things and so many different roles. So like when the parents feel like they're a part of it and the parents feel like they have contributed to the team's success, she was like, that was big. So she was like, we gave everybody a job. Everybody had a job. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing because immediately now the parents are bought in and wanting to be positive. And so we're talking about getting off to a hot start. We all know that the parents can sink a ship real quickly when they're unhappy about this and complaining about this and that. And 
emails and and talking badly about other little players on the team and it's like dude you're an adult what are you doing like that kills a team immediately parents are getting in the car and they're talking to their player badly about other players on the team and how your son should be playing over them all right that kills a team immediately that kills a team the kids start to resent each other so like this what tof just talked about parent the coach giving the parents all a job, getting them all bought in. This is another simple way that by doing a little work up front will help your team to get off to a hot start and stay hot all season. Big time, big time. Stay hot all season, just like Jeffrey Lavecchio. You know, hot all lifetime, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting back to this, so like again, my mom, I asked what what are the things to create this parent culture. So she said, one, give everybody a job, and number two, throw lots of parties. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, honestly. But it's so true. Again, like even like if you're building a culture and you, you even look at like business, like when you talk about businesses and how they succeed, you want to create this environment where everybody feels like they can be themselves and everybody feels like they're empowered to give their opinion or empowered to share their thoughts or just empowered just to, just to be themselves, you know, bring the best version of you to where you're going. Best thing you can do is to do things away from the job, quote unquote, that allows you to just have fun with people with no pressure and get yeah. to know each other on a different level. And maybe you learn yeah. something about somebody, maybe you, you bond over uh, a shared ideal or a shared value or a shared sports team or something like that. And so like the more you can like throw social gatherings. Now I will say, make sure everybody's there likes for other parents out there, like it, because you can, Build clicks. <laughs> we all know that clicks are like the worst thing as it relates to a parent culture. So, like, I think everybody's got to be invited. Everybody's got to know that this stuff is important. And she was like, Yeah, dude, just throw lots of parties. Make sure everybody has fun with each other because at the end of the day, again, like, what is this? It's youth hockey. It's youth hockey. We're not too. all here to make sure our kid gets to the NHL. We're all here to have a great experience for our kids to grow if they do make the NHL. Blah. Like that's a bonus <laughs> to everything. Well, think about it too. Like when you're on a t- sports team and they're hanging out, kids are hanging out with their teammates. Like they're all like-minded kids. They all have a goal, a shared common goal. So they kind of keep each other in check. Like all my buddies who were like hockey players who they didn't hang out with the teams and they would hang out with like their school friends. A, a lot of times, unfortunately, like, their school friends were buttheads and not the best kids and would they would get into kids into trouble you know our teammates into trouble and and stuff like that whereas like you know the core nucleus of guys were hanging out together in my birth year all the time um you know all have made something of themselves they kept each other honest they kept each other you know uh, 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 accountable um to all the goals that we had and so if you're going to team parties often, you know, and you, you like who you're around and stuff, it's, a, it's probably also a pretty big bonus for your son or daughter to be around like-minded, good kids too. hundred percent. Absolutely. hundred percent. So yeah, just the, the building of the culture starts. Like if, if you put, like you said, it's almost like an investment. If you invest time into building the team and the parent culture at the beginning of the year, like you really put a lot of time and effort into it. And hopefully we've given some tangible steps that you can do for that to happen. Like the ROI, the return on investment is going to be huge. It's going to be absolutely huge. Dude, I, 
I literally lived that with Mike Barra. We've had him on the podcast before. He's one of my favorite people in hockey. Um, moved to Nashville, unfortunately, but clap me. Uh, he's like the only coach that I want to be a, an assistant coach for because I love <laughs> him. Um, dude, the, my last year coaching, so it was my second year being retired, so like four years ago, uh, we coached a U16 AAA team, and we got it was the first year either of us had worked with these guys um, on the ice. And dude, they they were they they were awful. They were so bad. Like I don't know, you know, what they had learned or not learned for the previous years. Um, but I literally got off the ice after the first practice. And I've told this on the podcast many times. I said to Mike, Mike, we're gonna we might lose every game this year. Like I I'm they're so bad. Like we might lose every game. And so we just like made it a point right there. Okay, we're not even gonna try to like win in the first couple games like our goal is like after christmas they're a completely different team we help them all individually to get better we like put so much effort and emphasis up front into all these things as well as mike he would do every year with his teams like the weekend thing where they would stay in a hotel um together and they they were together like every second of every day for two days and they did all these fun things and mini golf and lunches and video and meetings and expectations and the players absolutely loved it like they loved it five you know it's four years ago they still talk about it now they still talk about how that was the most fun year of hockey and we started off the season i think one in eleven seriously yeah 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 we wound up finishing the season 11 and 0 in our last 11 games or 10 0 and 1 going into regionals and nationals and we were like the hottest team at that age group it was unbelievable literally is because bears did all this work up front with the parents with the players with the bonding with these are our goals this is what we're going to stick to even if we lose in the beginning we know it's going to make us better down the road and it did and uh, you, you know He's a special dude. Love that guy. Yeah. I mean, you even look at like professional teams um, who go away for some of these training camps, get away yeah. from everybody, you know, right. and so they can bond so they can spend time with each other. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of high level coaches and they try to schedule road games at the beginning of the year. Why do they do that? Because you get away, you get yeah. away, you bond you know, you, you have fun, you're sitting in the hotel together, you're playing cards, you're doing whatever, like that, that's a big deal. So just like forming those relationships, like is such a big part of building the culture and putting you on the right foot to be able to get her going hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay. So cool. So moving on, I want you to give another piece of advice, another little nugget for some of the players that are going into, um, the year that won't have a hot start. Uh, for me, it's, like hammer details in practice like and it, i don't this for the coaches easy. too yeah yeah for everyone it's really <laughs> it's really easy as a player to like get overwhelmed if you're thinking especially when you're younger like all the details of everything you want to focus on to be a better you so like when you're starting off the season and there's a, a drill like you know most teams start with some kind of like warm-up drills shooting drills Pick one detail that you want to focus on every rep you hit that drill, right? Like one detail. And as you get older, you can maybe make it like two to four details. Like at the blue line, I'm going to, you know, pump fake and I'm going to take three hard strides, crossing over, cut to the middle, shoot and stride, stop at the net, finish my rebound. 
like that's multiple, multiple layers. Right. But when you're younger, it could be just, I'm going to shoot in stride or I'm going to shoot and stop in the crease, wait for my rebound, you know, and then, okay, here's the next drill. Here's the focus. Okay. Well, add your own little layer of something to focus on a detail that you know that you need overall as a, as a hockey player to be successful, or as you get older, something that you specifically need to work on in your game. And if you do that, like I said, you know, reps removed out and you also, you just start to do it every drill of every day. And now you're doing that thing hundreds of times a month. And now it becomes part of your game where before you were getting knocked for it. So again, that's another way to start off your season hot is like literally just hammer home a few details of practice to really work on and make them second nature. That's really interesting that you said that because the coach up at Lake St. Louis, they were kind of starting their training camp trial process. And so got to watch one of his practices and he did that. Like he would lose it on guys if they didn't stop in front of the net and sprint back to the line. Like mm. those were two things he was hammering and it was really fun watching. I even wrote it on my phone as like just a reminder and a note, like exactly what you were just saying. Like, what are your non-negotiables? That's something like as a coach, what are your non-negotiables, your little habits that you are going to have zero tolerance for if the players don't do them in practice? And again, it's one, maybe two, maybe three things to start off with. Like, keep it simple. Kiss, the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Yep. Um, and yeah, it's so funny that you say that because he like legit, if you didn't stop in front of the net and he was watching it like a hawk. If you didn't stop in front of the net and then once that rep was over, sprint back into the line, you were going to hear about it. I love it. Those are two of my favorite details in shooting drills. Like, I know those are yours. And like, it's funny that you said that because I just uh, saw it yesterday. It is, two days it is hilarious, but free game here. This is, I don't care what level team I'd be coaching. This would be a rule for every drill to start the season. This will help you start off hot because it will increase communication, which drives culture and details and all these things we're talking about in drills. If the guy who wants the puck does not call for it, the guy who has the puck cannot pass it. Yeah. Like literally made that a drill and, and the guys like thought I was kidding at first and I had to blow the whistle and be like, no, no. If he does not open his mouth and yell for the puck, you are not allowed to pass to him. And literally it makes the guy who doesn't call for the puck look so stupid because it's so obvious that he didn't get the puck and the, there wasn't even a pass. And it's like, then they're like, oh, I didn't call for it. And it, it, you know, it, again, it might start off goofy, whatever, but it becomes a habit and that will be a massive culture driver. So that's like one of my favorite details to focus on mm -hmm. in every drill to start the season. And once your team talks more, ooh, there's another hack to start the season off hot. It's unreal, man. That's you're so right. <laughs> you're so right. Have to. I, I would just stop practice at the beginning of the year, make them skate. Yeah. <laughs> We're not calling for bucks. We're going to skate, boys. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Yours is better. Yeah. <laughs> Just make him look like a dummy. And then I'd be like, why are you skating around the neutral zone like a dummy without the puck? <laughs> oh, it's because you didn't call for it. Okay. That's your own fault. Yes. Yell next time. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. Um, okay. I'm going to shift gears here more again towards the coaching side of it. And I think as a coach, Again, we say this all the time, like things are caught, not taught. Things are caught, not taught. So I think everything that you are going to teach your players, you have to reflect and you have to do that yourself first. 
<laughs> so if you want the players to play with energy, you got to bring some energy. You know, if if you want your players to be disciplined, like you have to be disciplined. If you want your players to be detailed, you have to be detailed. And so I just think reflecting upon what's important that for your players and then reflecting about how you yourself are going to embody those things. So like, again, it goes back to values, like write them down. Like, what do you value as a coach? What do you want your players to value? And some of this can go into your building of your identity too. And that, 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 um, activity that I talked about that I did with my team, but you really have to focus on yourself. And I think one of the things that every coach should do going along those lines with their players is goal setting, setting goals individually, each player, so they can get to where they want to get to by the end. So if, and I'm not talking about like, I want to play junior hockey next year. I'm talking about what are some simple little goals that we can set things that you can do every single day to acquire a new skill or get better at a certain skill um, and, and things like that. And so the first thing that you should do as a coach is set your own goals. You have to set your own goals. And who do you want to be as a coach? What's important to you? Set little process goals for yourself. One or two things that you can do every single day and share that with your players. Here are my goals. You know, it can be, I'm going to take 20 minutes out of my day to put practice plans together. Or I'm going to take 15 minutes out of my day to go on YouTube and watch some coaching motivational videos to pick some stuff out for, for you guys. Just something small that you can do every day. And so I've been really big into like thinking about goal setting recently. I've been doing a lot of research, a lot of reading, a lot of like watching of videos on it. And I think it's all comes down to, and again, I'm really trying to make everything as simple as possible. And for that, like I, I kind of put this together, but like I call it the gar method, the pirate method. Gar. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it gets everybody laughing, right? And Love so it. GAR, G-A-R, first is you got to write your goals down. So goals, that's the G. You got to write them down. Number two, there has to be an accountability to it. If you want to actually do the things every single day, you have to have some sort of accountability structure to be able to get that because most people set goals and then they're done with it in a week. But if you have some sort of accountability buddy or you have somebody that's making sure that you're doing those goals every day, like you are so much more apt to actually do those little things every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So write them down, have an accountability for it. And then the last one is routine. Schedule it into your day. Put it on your dang calendar, right? Like, don't just be like, hey, I want to shoot 50 pucks today. No, I'm going to shoot 50 pucks at seven o'clock every day. Seven o'clock in the morning, when I get up, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot 50 pucks. Or I'm going to do a hundred push-ups before I go to bed every night. Put it in your damn calendar, <laughs> you know? So just set the goals. Keep them simple. Very, very simple. One or two things a day. Easy to do. Second thing, make sure there's an accountability structure to hold you accountable to doing those things. And do it, schedule it every single day at the same time. So it's not, it just, you're going to do them way more if you do those things. What are your more, thoughts on the pirate method? Well, the more detailed your plan is, like the easier it is to execute it. Just, just like anything else. Simple like, and detailed. Right? Simple and detailed. Because yeah. I, I just want to like stop you for one second because I feel like some people might think detailed 
in like the sense of like yeah, it's crazy. Be a million crazy no, things. No, 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 like, no, no, no. I'm no, gonna no. shoot pucks at seven. Not I'm gonna shoot pucks tomorrow. Like no, no, no. Like make it make it a time. Like look at your schedule. Okay, seven o'clock is when I will go shoot pucks. And now you have like something to hold you accountable. Like you automatically have something where you didn't just watch a movie, fall asleep on the couch, woke up. Now you're too tired to shoot pucks. I'll do it tomorrow. Like get a little more detailed with your planning. Keep it simple. Like Tove said, kiss it. Keep it simple, stupid. And just, you know, it'll help you stay. It's like bumper lane bumpers in the bowling alley. Those little details will help you stay on the, stay on the tracks. Yeah. And so that's like a big one. Like, and this is where I get to, like, everything is caught, not taught. People will follow you based on how you act and how you live based rather than what you say. And so if these things are important for you as a coach that your players do, you better be doing the same stuff and letting them know that you're in the foxhole with them because no player likes a coach that just likes to preach and doesn't practice what they preach. That's the best way to lose credibility as, as a leader is to talk the talk and not walk the walk. The best way to gain credibility is to actually walk the walk, do the things necessary, show the team that you're getting better. Like that's one of the things I respected about Shafe a lot as a player is like he was, you knew he was always kind of like reading, you know, cause he would make us read kind of like the same books that he would read because he, he was getting better. He was learning. He was just learning something new, finding some, a different way to do things maybe. And so, yeah, it just, it goes to, you know, getting that credibility as a coach. You got to walk the walk. You have to walk a walk, right? So at the beginning of the year, you want to start off on fire. You have to live the principles that you want your players to embody and you have to be the best at it because they're going to follow you based on what you do, not what you say. So true. So, so true. Love that. What do you, what do you think about that pirate thing? I did. It's amazing. You, you, you've heard my coaching cues. I think yeah. the, the funnier, the more out there, the more ridiculous it sticks in your brain easier. And that's the whole goal of coaching. Exactly. 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 Um, okay. So we've both given a couple, let's do one more. How about you? Last, last thing. If you have a player that wants to have a monster, monster, monster start of the year, monster, Start of the year. What do they got to do, buddy? I would honestly say treat every practice like a game. Like, you know, depending on the level, you know, you can't go crazy into that. I don't mean like do your full warm up that you do before every game, but like something very similar. Um, Joseph Walls said this was the first year that his practice warm up routine was identical to his game warm up routine. And he, he credits that to being a major uh, influence on having the season that he had. Um, you know, I thought that was really cool. And, and it wasn't some crazy elaborate, like two hour routine he was doing. He boiled it down to only what he needed, got rid of some fluff and uh, he did it every single practice and every single game. So he always knew how he's going to feel, you know, genius. Um Treat every practice like a game. Details, stick pressure, body, talking, head on a swivel, stop at the net every single time. Not sometimes. Every single time, stop at the net if you're a forward. You know, like play the rebound out, finish the puck in the net, literally treat it like it is a real game. And those details that you do in practice every single day while having that hyper focus will translate to you playing better in the games. There's zero doubt in my mind. 
Yeah, I feel like especially at the youth ages, like the younger players kind of feel like the practices are almost like kind of warm-ups for the games. Right. You know, right. and the games yeah. are like the, you know, the the yeah. shiny thing at the end of the tunnel. Right. And I think you're right. Like you treat the, like the, the practice kind of is the game. That's where you learn the habits and that's where you dial in on, you know, being automatic with the things that you're doing, because if you're yeah. not doing that, you're not going to be automatic in the game. And so I, I really like the way that you said that, like, cause it's a, the practice guys, the practices are more important than the games. More the games, important. The games reveal the practice habits, <laughs> you know, it's the evidence. It's the evidence. Yeah. I like that. Oh, tie it all back in like a circle. <laughs> in a circle. By the way, I feel like we've done that circle movie quote like the last like five episodes so good so for all of you that are wondering why we're saying that go watch chuck and larry that uh that movie with adam sandler and um what's his name uh kevin, kevin james james yeah that's a funny movie it's a circle, it's a circle. <laughs> um i like that all right so my last thing that i am going to talk about from like a coaching perspective if you want to get going on like a good start to the season, I think like your first practices should be your hardest practices. Set the tone right mm, away. Like that. Set the tone right away. And it shows what the standard is going to be. Mm. Now, as I say that, I'm going to give a caveat here. If you want to set the tone with a hard practice, you have to make sure that you are meeting that standard the rest of the year because it's really easy to take your foot off the gas. Now I'm not talking about making it like the most intense practice ever. And then, you know, you have to make the next practice and every practice, the most intense ever. I'm talking about almost what we were talking about before. Like, what are the little things that we're going to focus on every year? And you have to hammer, 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 hammer in those things, set the tone, set the standard right away. But then you have to continue with that right? That's like the first part of it, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's tough. It's tough to like keep that standard as a coach all year. It's a long season. There's a lot of practices that you have, but I think it, again, it just goes back to setting the tone. How hard are we going to work? And when you set that standard, you have to hold them accountable to that standard too. I like thinking of like practical ways to always like keep your head around this. Cause I'm sure a lot of the youth coaches listening, this isn't your full-time job. This is something you do because you love hockey or you want to coach kids or your kids on the team, whatever, whatever your reasons are like, you got a lot going on in your life. You can forget a lot of things and you, you know, work, family, kids, hockey, all this stuff, you know, world's going crazy. All right. So like I, I know a lot of coaches get uh, personalized boards made like the whiteboard, like a simple thing you could do is go get a board made with whatever, like the five keys to success for your team are for the season that you're going to hammer home. So now every time you put that board on the rink and you're drawing the drill up to show them literally in your face right there, it's those things that you've decided we're going to hammer these details, every drill, every practice, every game, because I know this will help the players get better. It will also help us win games. It's right there in your face. Like you can't forget it then. Like that's a super simple thing. Or like a lot of teams put it on their door, you know, before they walk out, it's here's the things we're going to, this, this is what makes our team, our team. So now as you're, you know, you had a long day, you're walking out. Oh yeah. I got to remember every drill detail oriented. Like I was the first practice. This is what we're focusing on. And those little things, it's all about consistency. Success in anything is literally time. 
it's consistent effort over and over and over and over again. That makes people the best. For sure. I think um, it's interesting you, you say that because I don't know if you remember this, but when we had Wardo and, and, and this is top of mind with me right now, because I was just in Montreal with him for a couple of days. And so we got to talk about a lot of different stuff, but um, when he was on our podcast, he talked about how they had all these like detailed kind of like scouting reports at the beginning of the year for against the teams that they were playing against and things like that. And they went like, they didn't start off very well. And then he had the players do the scout report. Like, what are the four things that we need to do for this game for us to be awesome? And it was like four mm. simple things. They went out and they won the game like eight to one. And then they did wow. that. The rest, like the rest of it, just simple. Everything was yeah. simple. What are the and it goes back to identity too. What is our identity? What are the three or four things that we need to do every single game as a group to be able to have some success and to and to play well? Awesome, right? And so it's just like keep it simple and focus on the little things that make you successful and set the tone with those things. Coming back to our podcast episode here, like set the tone with that right away. I love it. You're making me want to play hockey so badly. I keep telling <laughs> these guys like every week there's more and more guys leaving for their teams or oh, man. youth kids are starting. So jealous. And and I'm just like, boys, you have no idea what I would do to trade places with you. Like, <laughs> like, let's go. And every time somebody leaves, you know, we go nuts at the gym and everybody says bye to him, gives him a hug. Like it's, it's, it's cool. But I'm just like, guys, like, come on this is why you worked so hard all year. Like I would do anything to be traded places with any one of you right now. Seriously. A hundred percent. So much fun. God, the beginning of the season is the best. The best. Ah, Yeah. Come on guys. Have a hot start here. (laughs) Well, hopefully we have given you, whether you are a player or you are a coach, something that you can take into the start of your season here. And Hey man, like, or women, both, we wish you the best of luck. Like go get it absolutely go 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 get it proof that evidence you know get the evidence by putting in the work every damn day start hot start hot all right have a great start to the season everybody we will see you again next week they don't see us this is a radio show we will have you I don't even <laughs> to us. allow myself <laughs> to introduce myself <laughs> myself anyways oh, this is everybody hope you have heard some cool things today and we will no we will not see you next we'll week. talk we, to you next we week will bro. talk to you holy chicago come on <laughs> get together week. bye <laughs>